0: Section 20 of Catholics Ready Answer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Catholics Ready Answer by Reverend M. P. Hill. Section 20. Church, the as mediator. Objection. The Church thrusts herself between Christ and mankind. And yet, Christ is our one mediator with God. Nonetheless, the Church has lost the world subduing power she once possessed. The answer The Church does indeed stand between Christ and mankind, but she has not thrust herself into that position. She has been assigned it by Christ Himself. It is not in the power of man or of the Church herself to change that which Christ has established. Christ appointed St. Peter the visible head of his flock, John 21, and hence Peter stands between Christ and the sheep of Christ's fold. Christ, sending forth his disciples to preach, said to them, Hear that heareth you, heareth me, and hear that disposseth you, disposseth me. Luke 10, 16 If thy brother shall offend against thee, tell the church, and if he will not hear the church, let him be to thee, as the heathen and the publican. Matthew eighteen fifteen 15-17 Plainly, then, the church is in the place of an intermediary between Christ and mankind. Christ is our mediator with the Father, undoubtedly, but the church is our mediator with Christ. It is from the church of Christ that I must receive the teaching of Christ, as well as the means of grace which he has provided such was the intention of christ going therefore teach ye all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and of the holy ghost matthew 18:19 he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be condemned mark 16:16 16, 16. it profits nothing therefore to be willing to adhere to christ if one is not willing to adhere to the visible Church of Christ, and to be led to Christ through the Church. The capital error of Protestantism is that it denies the necessity of adhering to the visible Church of Christ. But there is another objection to be met. It is a superficial one, however. The Church, we are told, has lost her world-subduing power. She once converted whole nations in a comparatively short time, We hear of no such conquests nowadays. Meantime, the nations are falling away from her. The objection is superficial because it is based on a few striking passages in history, such as the story of the conversion of the Franks under Clovis. The objector, looking in vain in modern times for a parallel to such events, concludes that the church no longer advances on her triumphant march through the nations. Yet the church's work proceeds apace, now as in former days. The conversion of nations in the past was, as a rule, slower than in sometimes supposed. It took centuries to convert any one of the northern nations. Today there is no apparent diminution of zeal in the church's missionaries. In all probability it is attended by no less success. The catholic missionaries in china have enormously distanced their protestant rivals in the same field according to the china yearbook for 1914 the catholics of the empire number 1,363,697 baptized christians and 390,985 catechumens or those preparing for baptism Whilst, according to the same authority, the 90 societies and agencies engaged in Protestant mission work in China report only 167,075 baptized and 157,815 catechumens confer the month, January 1914. In British India, and Ceylon, there were in the year 1911 as many as 2,226,000 449 Catholics, the figures for British India are furnished by the Indian government census confer the month September 1913. The most significant fact in connection with these missions is that in 24 years, there was an increase of 1,102,022. Few records of missionary success in the old days can match those of the Catholic missions of Uganda and Africa where the number of the catechumens in five or six years rose to 200,000, the conversion of the Filipinos to the number of 7 million has been the work of Catholic missionaries in recent centuries. In many of the more civilized countries of the world, the Catholic faith has been making steady progress. This is true even of Germany, the birthplace of Protestantism. The Catholics of the Empire form Considerably more than a third of the population, and their steady numerical increase is a source of dismay in the evangelical camp, which cannot help noticing the gradual decay of religion among the Protestant masses, but dismay should not, at least for one reason, be the feeling engendered by Catholic success, for if it were not for the Catholic Center Party and the Imperial Parliament, the socialists, with their atheistic and materialistic tenets, would today be the rulers of Germany, Socialism, we may add, is recruited chiefly from the Protestant working classes. Among the educated classes in England, it is no longer a reproach to a man to be Catholic. The past 70 years have marked a return on a large scale of the people of Great Britain to the faith of their fathers. During that period, the Catholic population has more than doubled its numbers showing a total at the present date of more than 2 million. In the United States, there are more than 15 million Catholics and a large percentage of the number is made up of converts from Protestantism. The instruction of Protestants applying for admission into the church is a well-known feature of parish and city mission work. Can it then be true that the nations are falling away from the church? Even if it were, It would be no new experience to a church that has reached the good old age of 1900 years. Centuries before today, she lost large populations in northern Africa and in the east, but then, as ever after, she turned to new fields of conquest. Since the revolt of Luther, she has trebled her numbers. Four centuries ago, there were 100 million Catholics. Today, there are close upon 300 million But, is it not true that the Church is losing her hold upon the Latin countries of Europe? No one can regard, with more concern than Catholics, the extent to which unbelief and the neglect of religion have spread in those countries, though the same is true of Protestant countries, Germany and the United States, for instance. But there is one feature of the situation in the Latin countries which must not be forgotten. Religion in those countries has in it a principle of self-renewal, which is at work today as it has been in the past, resuscitating what is dead and putting new life into what is decaying. Religion has passed through more than one great crisis in France, and that it is passing successfully through its latest crisis is evidenced by the astonishing growth of Catholic activities which has recently appeared. And which is noted as significant by the secular press, and that too, notwithstanding, nay partly in consequence, of persecution suffered at the hands of an infidel government, during the past four hundred years, and notably during the nineteenth century, we might say without much fear of exaggeration, that scarcely a decade has passed in France but some choice fruit of Catholic zeal or piety of world-wide value. importance has been produced by this good old Catholic stock. Today, more than half the religious institutes, whose members are daily seen wending their way through our streets on some mission of charity or devoting their lives to the training of the young in our schools, have sprung up in the Catholic soil of France. In Protestant countries, on the other hand, It is precisely the absence of any self-renewing source in their religion that casts a gloom even upon the social and political prospects of those countries, in which a license of unbelief and an atheistic form of socialism are so rampant. Is it not true, and are not rulers of those countries, like Germany, aware of it, that the one great barrier against atheism and anarchy in those countries is the solid phalanx of the Catholic body. The Catholic Church still lives. It shows no signs of decay, save those who are ignorant of the real facts of modern history. End of section 20